Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, pick a loaf and Dr. Zong! Silver and gold. Uh, I'm I'm Jake McLarge Huge. I'm filling in for Loaf this week, kind of. Um, as usual, though, uh, on the other side of this uh, Skype recording, I've got Doctor Zom. Pew. Um, mm-hmm. This is me. Yay! <laughs> bringing you um, a new show, a Christmas spectacular. We pick <laughs> Christmas movies, um, and we're we're getting them to your. What's that one guy say about the, your ear holes? The ear holes. Yeah, he oh, about your ear holes. I don't care. That guy's a Let me ask you a question. Hmm? What's up? Because I've had several emails, voicemails, and I don't know. I mean, just the people have been clamoring since the last time you were on the show. First of all, number one, hmm. that you that we bring you back <laughs> because you're like the favorite guest host. <laughs> but second of all, the, they they just Every time they bring that up, they say, "Where did Jake McLarge Huge get what? Where? What's the genesis of his name?" Do, do people do that? People do that? No, no. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I'll answer it anyways because I'm vain as fuck. Yeah. Um. Do Do you watch Mystery Science Theater three thousand, Doctor Zom? Um. I have watched it. I've watched Mitchell. Okay, so you know the dealio with it. Yeah. You know, you know the skinny. Well, uh, there's an episode called Space Mutiny, and uh, the main gentleman in it was uh, good old Red Brown. Red Brown. Yeah, and Red Brown's a big, beef, beefy mountain of a man. And at one point, they, uh, like, rattle off 50 billion nicknames uh, for him, like uh, Flint Hardchest and um, Rock... I don't know, fire hydrant or something, something like 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 really like generic tough guy names. And one of them was Big McLarge Huge, and uh, I, I, that's my favorite MST3K episode. So I just kind of lifted from it. The Jake part. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I watched a movie called uh, Chinatown. Growing up, now this is a this is like a an, an old person's a real because I'm an old person now, but this is like a really old person's terminology. <laughs> like if I was walking around and my shirt was untucked, mm-hmm. my dad would be like, "Tuck your shirt in." Well, I got to do my dad. He does. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> tuck your shirt in? You look like a Jake. Oh damn! And the 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 word or the name Jake 
was that that was what if they said if they thought you looked unkempt <laughs> or sloppy, like if you didn't have your shoes polished or mm-hmm. your hair combed right or your belt buckle wasn't lined up with the the <laughs> seam of your your zipper, mm-hmm. you look like a Jake. So there you go. I think it's kind of like uh, why 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 he why Tiny Lister is called Tiny. It's it's ironic. You know, um, yes. and if people know me, I'm a very well dressed man. I take very good care of myself. So You're obviously, a sharp dressed man. Yeah, obviously the Jake uh, part uh, of it is uh, very ironic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I get where yeah. you're going now. Yeah. yeah. But like, now that we're doing this show, mm-hmm. and I have probably had a half an hour of sleep. Uh, in, oh, I don't know, going on, let's see, eh, Jesus, about 20 hours or more, mm-hmm. um, let's get into it. Yeah, man, and, uh, b- b- before we, uh, get on, get on with it, uh, as, as, as people could probably guess, they can blame me for this episode, the construction of the episode, this was hastily put together, um, we are recording... Uh, two Christmas films. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about, um, uh, Drop Zone from, uh, 1994? Yeah. 1994. Good, 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 uh, memory. It had that look. It had the look of a 1994 film. That's got, uh, Wesley Snipes in it and Yancey Butler and, uh, uh, Big Teeth, Big Teeth McGee, um, Gary Busey. And uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna review the fucking Red Dawn remake uh, yeah. because I watched that while I was doing dishes this past weekend, <laughs> so that's why we're reviewing it. Is there? I mean, this is I hate putting people on the spot, but do, mm. is there a tenuous link between these two movies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a couple off the top of my head, like, uh, but I don't want to say because it'll give away how we feel about them. Well, shit, there's fucking parachutes in both of them. We got, we got paratroopers in one. This is the parachuting action double feature. Yes. Yeah. Take that shit to the bowl. Wait, um, that's, that, that's the other show. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Uh, how about you lead us off with uh, what you've been watching lately? Uh, what have I been watching, you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As usual, I wrote my list down in the order that I wanted to go over it. Uh, and then when I put him in IMDb, it ends up being reversed. So I'm going to start with what I had just watched. Uh, I listened to uh, Talk Without Rhythm podcast last yeah. night uh, because um, I don't know. It's a it fantastic like, show. Yeah, yeah, I was walking uh, for exercise, and I decided that uh, El El Goro that <laughs> he reviewed. Um, 1979's Hardcore with oh. George C. Scott and 8mm with Nicholas Cage. So I got uh, this, um, I don't know, thing where I wanted to watch something really sleazy, nasty, dirty, and gritty. And uh, so I watched a couple of movies in succession. But uh, I i don't know. I guess I wanted to see Season Hubley uh portraying uh, a uh, porn star jack off booth girl <laughs> so i watched hardcore and um i just finished watching it right before we um started recording the show 
And I will warn most people. Um, I had it on my iPad, so I hooked it up to my TV and started watching it. And um, I think if you had headphones in and you were watching it, it you wouldn't have you wouldn't even notice this. You wouldn't even have any problem. Mm. I could turn my TV up to 100 on the volume, <laughs> which is as loud as it'll go, mm-hmm. and just so I could hear George C. Scott. And like Peter Boyle speaking, yeah. and then I swear to God, they would cut to another scene and start playing some kind of music, and it would be so fucking loud <laughs> it would shake the goddamn windows. And I, and I was like, how could this be so fucking off? But the movie is really—I I, I wouldn't say it's great, but I was thinking the whole time I was watching it. And I'll throw in the other one that I watched. I watched Cruising again, which is probably uh, about the 10th time in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, because for some reason I've been watching it, analyzing it, making fun of it, and <laughs> thinking about it. And uh, it's a very sleazy movie also. And I just started thinking, you know, where, where are the – Mainstream, like that. Somebody, somebody watched that movie Lovelace with uh, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, and it should have been a made like a 1970s sleazy movie, like Hardcore Cruising or something like that, mm-hmm. because the whole thing took place in the 70s, mm-hmm. and it would, and and if it would have been done by Paul Schrader or Friedkin or somebody like that, it probably would have been awesome. Instead, it was. Yeah, weak sauce. If I mess, I must say. So anyway, even though Season Hubley has very small boobs, I still want to And I don't care what other people. I mean, you know, you can't be prejudiced against people who are whatever. Mm-hmm. So don't be prejudiced against people who have small boobs. Yeah, the heart wants what the heart wants. The heart wants what the heart wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of reminded me of the '70s porno star Serena. But then when I was watching the fucking movie, Serena is in the goddamn fucking movie, <laughs> uh, and her and Susan Hubley are having a threesome with a guy when – and Peter Boyle is, like, watching when they're filming it. Okay, the next thing I watched mm-hmm. was 2010. This is a newer movie <gasps> by Joel and Ethan Cohen, and it's called True Grit. <laughs> it's a remake. Yeah. You see okay. what I'm saying? It's not – it's – it's, it's they, they not – it's not a remake. It's an adaptation of it's the... It's a reimagining. It's a remake. Yeah. Um, but uh, eh, I still like the John Wayne one better. I uh, grew up with that one. I think it's uh, kind of, I don't know, more entertaining. Mm-hmm. This one has the Cohen feel in certain spots, but I don't think that it, it hits all the time. There was one scene where... Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn, and I must have I've seen this before, and I must have not been paying attention or just didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, they stop at this little store out in the middle of nowhere, and there are two little Indian. The one I thought there were two little Indian kids or American Native American kids, and there's a donkey tied or a mule tied up to a hitching post, and they're sitting on the the uh, front porch of this place and they're teasing this goddamn donkey with a stick like poking at it and the thing's just going trying to get trying you know it's it's miserable (laughs) and he comes over and he fucking um 
takes the stick away from the one kid and then uh, and then cuts the donkey loose and lets it go and then when he walks up on the porch he fucking just uh, as he walks by just kicks the kid and like knocks the kid off the porch and then when he comes back out he kicks the shit out of him again without even like looking he just you don't he's just all like almost already like, all by him and he does like a a back kick like a fucking mule or something so it's pretty funny he's got some funny stuff and the one guy says uh there there was one scene that made me laugh out loud lol um where they come upon this uh little cabin and there's people in there and it's like in the middle of the night and Jeff Bridges yells down. He goes, who's in there? And the guy's like, nobody. And he keeps saying that. And finally he says, who? he goes, I, one more time, I'm asking you who's in there. And the guy says, a Methodist and a son of a bitch. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. And the, the girl's really good. And she's, um, I just, I forgot all about her. Mm-hmm. She was like the shit there when that movie came out. And I guess she, I looked her up and she's like uh, 17 now. Hmm. So I, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. She's probably had her fill of the Hollywood thing, or she's just kind of biding her time. Yeah, I don't know. I watched, as I said before, 1980s Cruising, which was <laughs> funny because I just said that 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 uh, Lovelace movie needed to be sleazy, like uh, a 70s movie like Cruising or <laughs> Hardcore, and Cruising was made in 1980. Uh, this movie's still fucking funny as hell. <laughs> Give a suck a man's cock. <laughs> Ever smoked a man on man's pole. Yeah. He was a cork soaker. A cork soaker. Uh, anyway, it's still good. I Now, I asked this question. I didn't get very much response because I think people have watched this so many times. Plus, our group's kind of shitty. Uh, um, <laughs> but when I was watching the movie, uh-huh. it struck me that... Al Pacino's character was supposed to be like a young cop, and when they start out, they're just like a beat cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking, and I was like, "Man, Al Pacino looks like he's about forty years old in this." And I looked it up, and I think he was like thirty-eight, maybe thirty-nine. But when he's talking, there are several times where you know that the character was supposed to be like probably in his twenties. Yeah, because uh, he's talking to this one guy. Uh, the the young gay guy that's his neighbor, uh, they go to get coffee or whatever, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just quit school, and I, uh, you know, I, I was in uh, you know uh, uh, art school when I just quit, and I'm trying to find a job or whatever." It's like, dude, you're almost forty fucking years old. <laughs> so I started thinking, I wonder, you know, uh, who, because they said Richard Gere uh, huh. was a possible. Um, they they were thinking about casting him. Mm-hmm. But I think they ended up they wanted to have somebody who was like a big famous memorable face to draw people or whatever. So anyway, it doesn't take away from it because Pacino's dancing and <laughs> you know everything he does is awesome. Uh, but this this movie is the gift that keeps giving, and Karen Allen is really fucking cute in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? A fucker. what? If she would say I'll fuck you, Doctor Zom, I would do. It. I would probably do it right now. But I don't know. I haven't seen her lately. Um. Oh, what if she called you by your Christian name? Jesus? Ooh. What? Anyway, um, she better not. I'd smack her right across the face. And still have sex with her. With my dick. <gasps> um, I watched a documentary from 2012 called Beware of Mr. Baker. Mm. Now, this was really fucking good, and I rented it. Uh, sometimes on iTunes, if you look when you go to the movies – They'll they'll have like the little thumbnails of the movies that are out, 
but then they'll have like a little border thing and it'll say like a, a feature movie of the week and it'll only be 99 cents. You can rent it for 99 cents. And so I rented this and then it just sat and sat and sat. And it's about uh, Ginger Baker, who was the drummer for Cream and and, uh, Blind Faith Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other fucking groups. But he's such a a fucking asshole. (laughs) I mean, he's you had Eric Clapton, uh, all the uh, I'm trying to think the guy's names. I can't remember, but like the drummer for Rush, the drummer for Mm -hmm. the Police, uh, um, Stuart, yeah, yeah, Stuart Copeland. All these famous fucking people were on there saying that this guy was such an innovator. Uh, everything that everybody else did in rock and roll on drums comes from Ginger Baker, mm-hmm. and that he is the the the, the 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 Mount Rushmore of drummers uh, in rock music. And but he couldn't get anybody to fucking even play with him because he was such a, a dick. <laughs> Uh, and he just, you know, violent, uh, crazy, heroin addict, blah, 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 blah. But it's a really good documentary. Mm. I recommend that one, especially I sent the link to like Morris and Wendy because they both are drummers. And, uh, but even if you're not, you'll enjoy this. Is it like a, uh, is it, is it like more of a talking head type documentary? Like do they follow uh, him around? The, the, um, the documentarian went to, South Africa, where he lives, mm-hmm. and interviewed him, and he's like an old man now. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, they sh- they enter, you know, they they put clips of like him playing cream, you know, with cream and all this and that. And they do have the talking heads and everything, but it's it's more than that. It's really, okay. and I didn't know that much about. It. I know some of those songs, but I don't know that much about it. Um, I watched a 2012 movie called uh, Yagton or mm-hmm. The Hunt. And this star, this is uh, directed by Thomas Vitterberg, and stars Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, good movie. Um, I did not know anything about it. It's another one I rented on iTunes, and I I didn't even read the uh, description because I like Mads Mikkelsen. <coughs> and um, it's I don't want to say it's disturbing, but it really makes you think. Um, and it, and while you're watching it, put, putting yourself in either his place or in, um, it's not giving anything away. It has something to do with, uh, child molestation. Yeah. Yeah. Expected child molestation. Yeah. It's in the trailer. Like, you know, people. Yeah. Well, I had never even seen the trailer. Oh, okay. And, um, accusations are made and, you know, um, but I, I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. Um, but it, like I said, it's just one of those ones. It's it's somebody said it was kind of a tough watch, and it sort of is. But it's not like it, you don't have to worry. It's not like anything where you're going to watch it and see something that that you're that's going to fucking really disturb you. It's mm-hmm. it's more of uh, a movie about um, being stigmatized. Sure. Yeah. And this and that. So, but it's 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 good. I mean, I don't know if it's great, but it's good. Ooh. Um, anyway, I don't know what that was. <laughs> you need to check I, your drawers. <laughs> um, I um I watched 2011's uh, The Last Gladiators. Ah, um, I watched the, half of that. Yeah. This is a uh, 
I watched this when it first came out. I rented it and watched it. And um, I, the other day I was talking about it, and I found it on YouTube, but the whole thing was dubbed over in French. Mm. And you could you can hear them speaking in English, but it's you know it's annoying as hell. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and got it because I I it's an interesting character study of uh, this guy Chris Nyland, and I watched a lot of hockey back when he played, and I remember him quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's not just him. I mean, and that's one thing they also talk about. They also talk to a lot of other guys that are. Uh, what you know, what they called enforcers in hockey. Some of them goons, goons. Because you know, uh, to me, a goon is a guy that um, is not really a good or great hockey player. Mm-hmm. He's like they talked about Tony Twist. Yeah, uh, they said yeah, you know, Tony. nobody even fucking knew if he was a defenseman, a forward, or a center, <laughs> or what. He would just come out and just uh, from the face off, just fight, and that's mm-hmm. all he ever did. Um, <laughs> But Nylon is one of these guys, and I compared him to this guy that my sister used to date. And Ooh. and I'll be honest with you, um, when he was talking, and you can see while you're watching it that that um, I mean, of course, he has a lot of regrets because it has the movie also has to do with someone falling into um, I don't know I. I I, falling into this um, thing that he's pigeonholed into and then becoming that thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, you know, he, he's basically this guy who goes out and – but I, the one thing about him was – and like I said, I remember watching him. He wasn't – he was never like uh, Sidney Crosby or Wayne Gretzky <laughs> or any or Bobby Orr or somebody like that, but he could play. Mm-hmm. It was he wasn't one of those guys that just sat on the bench and came off and fought or whatever. He was out there on the line and he could play and dig in the corners and all this and that. But um, just that overwhelming need and almost like a perverse uh, uh, glee that he got uh, out of uh, fighting, having everybody think that he's tough. Always trying to prove something, always trying to start shit, and and like I said, the the, the guy that my sister dated, he it was just miserable to even be around him. I hated that fucker, uh, <laughs> and still do, and I don't even know him anymore. I mean, that was just a couple years, you know, fucking like in high school or something. But this is a good documentary. I really liked it, and um, he's a, a, a psych. I, I'd like to see a psychiatrist. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him kind of uh, have something like that where they kind of tried to figure him out. I think you kind of get a grasp of that yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's moments, like, obviously you see, like, a real humanity in the guy and a real understanding, but then there will be clips, like, when, like, he'll be in the, like, uh, hockey games, like, as an older man, and somebody will ask him if he gets in a fight, if he's going to get in a fight, and he's just like, I might, I might, we'll see. The one time where he was out there, and I think it was like 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 you said, maybe like an old timers game or something, yeah. um, where he's skating with some an old veteran that he had played with, and he's telling the guy, "Yeah, 
I got in a fight the other night with three big black oh, guys. Yeah. They yeah. they beat the shit out of me. They cracked my ribs. They broke my nose. Blah blah blah. And and he's like, yeah, it actually kind of felt good. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the guys just try to skate away from. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like he doesn't even realize how uncomfortable and how weird. Mm-hmm. He is to other people. It's almost like the Ginger Baker thing in that documentary where he's sitting there saying, "Yes, Eric Clapton is probably my best friend, oh, and my best friend in life." And then they go to Eric Clapton, and he's like, "You know, I think to myself, do I even know Ginger? Because he could stand. The one of the reasons that Cream, which was like one of the biggest." bands of that time mm-hmm. they only lasted like a couple of years because eric clapton quit he said i couldn't stand being around this the guy was just he's like a fucking he <laughs> said i'd break down and cry just because the guy was such a an asshole and but he said but he said i would do anything for him and i feel for him but he said you know he's just such a it's like being mm-hmm. around a, a crazy person or something but anyway moving right along the hockey i, I like that and and that's yeah. the kind of thing that you know I like to watch, and it just keeps you interested in wanting to watch the game, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Even it. in spite of like, even like the nasty stuff, like you get to see the was it uh, McSorley and Brashear? Oh yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets pretty nasty. Really McSorley, oh, um, dickhead. Well, I, first of all, that was just fucking. He he could say all he wants. I was just trying to provoke him into a fight. He oh, came God. up from the blind side and just hit him in, in the side of the head with his stick. It wasn't like he just came up and tapped him. No, it was a and, baseball bat swing. Yeah, baseball bat swing. And the reason he did it was because every time he fought Brashear, if you look up clips of Marty McSorley against Donald Brashear, Donald Brashear beat him like every time. Right. Yeah. And it's because McSorley was getting older and he was going out. And, you know, here's a movie tie-in, Donald Brashear. Have you ever seen the movie with um, – Robert De Niro and Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr., where they're um, Navy diver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's last name, the the guy that... Like Men of Honor or something like that. Yeah, uh, the Cuba Gooding Jr. play... Yeah, for sure, yeah. ...is his, I think, great uncle. Oh. Yeah, in real life. So that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. To tie anything back to the movie thing. I watched The Mad Woman of Sh- uh, Shalo in 1969. And it's uh, directed by Brian Forbes and John Huston. Now, I didn't know that John Huston had his hands on this, but now that I know that, I know I can kind of see his uh, paws on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, he probably either, for one reason or another, took over this film. Um, it's got his style, but it stars Catherine Hepburn, um, Yul Brenner, Richard Chamberlain, Donald Pleasance. Uh, whole, uh, Danny Kaye is in it, uh, and he's older, but I was surprised because I only know him from like song and dance stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was, his part was really good. This is kind of a chore because it's a couple hours long and they're making a statement. And when they get to some of the, when it, it, it does pay off. And I really like Yul Brenner's character and the cabal of rich industrialists uh, that are getting together to do something, um, and they're, they're, how they treat people. It's an, it's like so exaggerated on how big assholes they are mm-hmm. to like the general public and how they look down their nose at everybody. But that's really good. And but and then they have kind of a um, at one point the movie M with. Um, Peter Lorre, 
where they have the kangaroo court of mm. the child uh, molest or child killer. Killer, yeah. They kind of have a kangaroo court like that in this, which is which <laughs> is kind of cool to watch. Danny mm. Kaye is really prominent in that. Uh, uh, whoa! So <coughs> they, yeah. Um, I watched uh, 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 Charles Bronson in Messenger of D- Death. Pick up. <laughs> Uh, from 1988, and that's the uh, Mormon movie. Uh, also stars Trish Vanderveer, who was married to George C. Scott at one time. And I don't know if he beats shit out of her like he did uh, the other women in his life, but, uh, you know. Um, he left Colleen Dewhurst uh, and went with Trish Vanderveer uh, when they were making The Last Ride. But this also has... Um, Jesus Christ. It has a, a John Ireland in it, and he was in like a lot of old westerns, uh, like Gunfight at the OK Corral. I think he played Johnny Ringo. And uh, Kirk Douglas is like, was it, was it Ringo? To, to his, his woman was kind of uh, uh, playing Doc Holliday, who uh, uh, she was fucking Doc Holliday, who was Kirk Douglas, but she was also fucking Johnny Ringo, who was John Ireland. <laughs> And he was like, you know, somebody killed uh, Wyatt Earp's brother. And he mm-hmm. was like, is there Ringo? And she's like, Doc, please don't. And he goes, where's Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just awesome. But anyway, this movie is not good. Uh, it's kind of shitty. Uh, the, uh, they, there's uh, the... The Mormons in this, there's like a, they're kind of like a splinter group, which would be almost like a – I wouldn't say like David Koresh, but they're almost more like a um, – what's the assholes that say God hates fags? Oh, like Westboro. Westboro Baptist Church yeah. kind of thing. This isn't a really good movie at all. Uh, <laughs> I had no, This is one of the few Charles Bronson movies I've never seen, so I watched it, and it's not very good. So – Next thing I watched was another Charles Bronson movie from 1970, De La Porte de Copains, and it's uh, that's uh, I think that means cold sweat somehow or something. I don't think <laughs> it probably doesn't, but it's cold sweat. Okay. And uh, this was um, I'll tell you what I enjoy the old Charles Bronson movies from the late 60s and early 70s when he was still pretty young. Because man, what a specimen! Mm. Uh, it also has Liv Ullman, who we have had in a couple of movies, I think in. So on Silver and Gold, uh, James Mason is in it. Um, now Jill Ireland, of course, is in this, mm-hmm. and my God, she's bad. <laughs> I'm not shitting you, man. I, 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 I mean, I feel for the woman. Uh, well, I mean, she's fucking Charles Bronson, and I guarantee you he was probably like a goddamn hung like a fucking horse. <laughs> but it, 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 it's it just, the motion uh, of the ocean. It's the motion of the ocean. Um, but it was just was not very – oh, that, that, that one was good. Uh, Messenger of Death. Okay, now for some reason my IMDb is all fucked up, which they made fun of me on. Gentlemen's got a minute, so I'm going to have to find where I was at. <laughs> I watched a 2013 movie called Prisoners. With, ah! Uh, what's his face? Wolverine. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall. Um, this is pretty good. Yeah, man. And now this is one that is a tough watch. Yes. Uh, it has to do with child. Did you see this? Yes, it did. Yeah, it's a yeah. uh, you know a child abdu- abducted, and it it goes some ways that maybe you don't think. I was really I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he was awesome in it. I liked him in um, Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And really liked him in this. He has like he a uh, well, I'm not going to say anything, but um. Good movie. 
Um, but I will say this. There was a point where, and this is just my personal opinion, um, where I thought it kind of went a little off the rails. Hmm. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to give anything away. But it, Did it I, have to do with the snakes? From about that point uh, till that point the point. end. <laughs> I, I, can, I can honestly see where you're coming from. It almost felt like, you know, without revealing too much, like the movie... It, it kept one. It, it kept you know. Uh, yeah, it kept one up itself like a little uh, uh, bait. Tried to do the bait and switch a little too many times. Yes, and you know? it, and uh, the the conclusion I thought was really contrived. I just didn't it was it, it it felt like a uh, like like the like so much of the movie feels more grounded. That almost felt a little pulpy. Yes, you know? I thought that, that it was like for the better part of the movie, including the Paul Dano part, I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I know where they're going with. Uh, well, I didn't know where they were going, but when it went to where it was going, I was like, okay, I understand what this movie's trying to say now. Mm-hmm. But then when they went from there to, yeah, I mean, it's still good, but it just it and it's long, and I think that's another. That's not another, but it was a little too long. They could have chopped it off and made it more of a. Uh, it's like the movie The Hunt, or I mean, yeah, uh, with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more grounded and a lot more realistic. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think this one kind of started, like you said, one upping and trying, you know, like kind of that Hannibal Lecter crazy serial killer, and okay, oh my god, is it this? Oh my god, is it this? <laughs> Ugh, you know, and uh, they didn't need to do that. It almost felt like this movie should have been really shitty if it weren't for like the director and the cinematographer and all the actors. You know, the the, the beginnings of it could have been like just a really shitty thriller. They had a good they had a good idea. I mm-hmm. think just kind of, but that's the way you know people these days. They they you know especially with serial killer movies, they always have to try and. You know, ooh, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I watched um, Madhouse with uh, Vincent Price, but I haven't finished it. But it, it was so far, I really like it. it's on Netflix Instant Watch, uh, and it's uh, it seems like it's a cool concept. I was and and uh, now I know I've been dragging on here for a while, but I'll just add that uh, one of the reasons I don't have as many movies is because of you, because yes. I started watching West Wing again. Oh, uh, and getting back into that again. Uh, I also today because Loaf is—I uh, don't know if I'd say obsessed, but he's a—he's become a huge fan of Doctor Who. Yeah, and Doctor, all the Doctor Who's I think are, I don't know if all of them are, but um, they—they ha- have like the earliest ones starting in '63. So oh, I watched shit. this episode, mm. and I really like it because mm. I have um, some of the of the first uh, season of Dark Shadows on DVD, Mm -hmm. and I like that old black and white, (coughs) rainy, uh, cheap – no, I don't want to say cheap, but, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have a lot of money and everything, but it was being creative and everything on TV because let me tell you something, people. When I grew up, when I was a little kid, uh, all we have was black and white TV because, you know, that's just the way it was. And when I was in college – I had a black and white portable that I guarantee you was maybe 
12 to 14 inch screen square. Ooh. And that's what we watched, me and my roommate. And he'd be like, God, how can you watch this black and white? And I was like, you don't even have a TV, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? So go fuck yourself, piece of shit. I actually had a black and white TV when I was a little kid. I had like an so old hand-me-down. Every movie can be Raging Bull if you watch it like that. <laughs> I don't understand. Some people cannot. Uh, there was something, I think it was Frances Ha I was watching with this mm. girl. And as soon as it came on, she goes, oh, my God, it's in black and white. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I just, I don't know what it is. I just don't get that because I can still see it. I can still hear it. I can still process the story. And it doesn't bother me that much. But some people, I mean, it's just like they think, the, oh, why did they do that? Ew. Yeah, I, I guess people think it's being, like, needlessly I don't know, obtuse or or, or well, something like that. Some older people that, as soon as they had colored TV, mm-hmm. they look at it like, why would they do it like that? <laughs> and they could, you know, why don't they just do it in color? I don't, I don't know, but it's just mm-hmm. they they just put up this barrier as soon as it comes on, and then a lot of times they never break that barrier down. They just shut their mind off. Yeah. Um, I watched a, a shitload of episodes of the Avengers cartoon on Netflix, which is really good. They mm. throw in a shitload of uh, – I mean, it's just cool because characters characters in the comics just pop up that you're, you're like, oh, my God, there's fucking uh, Batrock or there's, uh, <laughs> you know, Kang or, you know, okay, whoever. Okay, okay, yeah. They, just different ones that, that that all of a sudden will show up. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> oh my god, I'm jacking off all over myself. <gasps> um, I watched uh, this um, basically a concert documentary. Um, well, not even document. It's just a full length concert, but it was shot. Uh, t- uh, I don't know if it was shot for the big screen or I think it was. It's called Rock Show, and it was uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, that was like one of the first really huge uh, production. Um, I don't know if I would say super group, but uh, where they were just playing stadiums and they had a laser light show during the song when they'd be playing "Live and Let Die." The strokes would come <laughs> on and these green lasers, which back then were like a big thing. Now it doesn't mean shit. Uh, uh, we're going out in the crowd, and they, but it's really good. They play a lot of Beatles songs, which I was surprised. Uh, you get about halfway through, and you're like, oh, my God, he's fucking playing yesterday, and he's playing Lady Madonna and all this stuff. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, this is so good. I'm jacking off all over myself. Uh, and then the last thing I watched was a documentary called Caesar's Messiah. And who's out there talking? Mm, not here. Stretch your pie hole out there. Uh, I'll be like Ernie Ladd. Shut up out there. Um, this is really good. Um, I listened to um, – this podcast called Out There Radio, mm. and the, uh, that's where I came across this. It's a book and a documentary. The documentary is on YouTube, and it just basically um, – oh, my God, people are Christmas caroling outside. <laughs> I'm sitting out here, <laughs> shut up, out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get out of here, you Christians. Um so anyway, and this is apropos because they're out there singing Christmas carols. Well, they're singing Jingle All the Way, so it's not like really like a Christmas carol. No, no, they could just be some uh, jolly folks, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be a fucking big Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad fan. <laughs> um, but 
the whole concept is, you know, most people that are um, biblical scholars will say, you know, Jesus was a real person. We have proof. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and find the first uh, documented mentioning of a, of a person named Jesus, it was written by this uh, Josephus, who was a kind of an adopted – he was Jewish, but he was an adopted um, – I don't know if I'd say slave, but or like maybe like houseboy or something like that for uh, Flavius of Rome, who later became the emperor, and his son was uh, Titus. And uh, the the whole concept of it is was Jesus basically didn't exist, and they just made up this character because the Jews were rebelling. And so they created this character and said he was the son of man, son of God, uh, and um, like you should turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. And if you if you are a slave and your master says do this, you should do it with a smile on your face. And it was basically to promote this um, this Superman that they could all look up to, and his word would be for to uh, not fight back to uh, and to um, you know. Not cause trouble. Sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but it's interesting. Yeah, why not? So what have you been watching, Technic Art? Uh, well, well, since I've last been on the show, I've watched about 67 <laughs> films. So let's That's go through every single one of them. Dude, I am not... Like, there's some people in these groups that watch, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of movies a year. I mean, I'm lucky if I get, Game three. you know, two or three a week. Name three people that watch hundreds and hundreds. Well, I know Justin does. Yeah, I know Keith true. does. Uh, yeah, Keith, yeah. Uh, Keith S. Keith S. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, I think somebody one. cut up a, a, a whole cabbage, put mm-hmm. it, stuffed it in my fucking computer chair, and it's rotting in <laughs> So you don't need to wipe yourself down. I haven't been eating cabbage. Go ahead. The strange aroma. It's almost intoxicating. If I wasn't, you know, maybe that's because the oxygen is being cut off by the vomit in my. Um, I've been watching the uh, Battles Without Honored Humanity series. Jesus Christ! I've uh, I just finished up the. Fifth Somebody one. ought to do a podcast. <laughs> Well, I just finished up the fifth one uh, just a couple days ago, which means I will be recording the final episode of Podcast Without Honor and Humanity, uh, hopefully before the end of the year. This would be like if Jackie Gleason uh, (laughs) came on Jay Leno tonight and said, we're going to record or we're filming the last episode of The Honeymooners right now. You're like, wait a minute. I thought that show was (laughs) off the air. You're, 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 are you sure that you're not just taking your good old time and hanging around? No, no. I, I, hanging, I, I around have, set, uh, hanging around the studio, hanging around the sets. I, I've got my fingers in, in, in pies. I've got Do some uh, irons in the fire, oh, so to speak. What kind of pies? Like uh, boysenberry and fur pie? Oh. Um. So I've been watching those... Um. Gosh, I'll, obviously I'll be reviewing those in the future. Uh, I watched Central Park Five, uh, which is a What's documentary. A battles without honor and humanity about. Uh, it's about uh, yakuza gangs in Hiroshima uh, in post-war Japan, mm. and it just kind of chronicles the whole thing. It kind of lasts uh, like twenty-five-ish years or so. How many? How many movies are there of that? 
in the initial run, there were five, but then they made either three or four extra ones after that. But I'm only going to be doing the, the first George five. Luke just put out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. to God, today with people making, um, like they'll make their own action figures and like whatever you'll see, like a. Thanos of Titan, and it'll be like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, it's just some, it's one that some fan made or something. Mm. They should start making Battles Without Honor and Humanity or Yakuza or Sunny Chiba. I mean, anything, just like, make stuff like that. I'd buy one. I mean, I'd buy one, but I, I, it's a, uh, it's kind of a small market. Ah. But, you know. I hear it's a burgeoning market. Well. Depends on who you ask, I suppose. But I watched um, last time I talked to you. I, I watched uh, Central Park Five, which is a documentary about uh, five uh, black kids from New York that got wrongly convicted for uh, raping and beating the shit out of some poor white lady in Central Park. Was that the wilding thing where they Yelp. said all that shit? I remember when that happened, yeah. and everybody was like, "It was almost like the." Uh, What's the punch out thing now? Yeah, the knockout game. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot like that. Where where the the news just get and you just I never heard the term wilding before in my life, <laughs> and it was just all over the news. That's all you heard, and I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? It's like it, I, in that instance, it's just kids hanging out and walking through Central Park and getting up to no good because some of them are pieces of shit. That's Which like that movie work? Cruising. It was just the kids hanging out <laughs> yeah. in Central Park mm-hmm. in leather. Mm-hmm. With some yellow uh, yellow uh, do-rags hanging out there. Or not do-rags, yellow bandanas. Oh, I don't know what a yellow do-rag is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was very, very good. It was, it was uh, directed by uh, good old uh, Kenny Burns. In his I've wife. heard of him. Yeah. So it was very good, very sobering, very sad. I listened to Everyone it, or watched, and I listened to it at... at Coward of the County. Yeah. Was that Kenny Burns? Uh, I don't know, man. That's country. Oh, that was Kenny Rogers. Sorry. I'm from Ohio, dude. I don't know anything about country. Are you from Ohio? Uh, that I know of. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I watched Only God Forgives a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you did watch that. Yeah, you I didn't like it. Did. No, no, but I mean. Well, let me ask you a question now. Okay, if say, for example, yeah, someone, anyone else of your choice played the lead role that Ryan Gosling played, mm-hmm. do you, would it? Would you have liked it a lot more, or was the movie just? Base. If it was the exact same movie, mm-hmm. but I know you just I just know you don't like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but say they took somebody that uh, 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 guy Jean <laughs> actor or whatever, uh-huh. and put, you know just filled Ryan Gosling's role with somebody that you really like, would the movie still suck? Yes, as it is, it's pretentious. Well, here's the thing: like even you know my uh, beef with Gosling is fairly well documented, I guess, but. Um, the thing about that movie is, like, unless you're Kristen Scott Thomas, everyone acts the same way in that film. Like, everyone kind of has that, you know, uh, I don't want to say catatonic, but, you know, like, everyone just kind of has that, like, really subdued sort of performance in it. And, like, everyone kind of has this weird damaged, uh, 
I don't know. I guess aura around them. I see so that it really did Every time we go to the aura, I see that. <laughs> yeah, well. that we're damaged, kind of weird thing. <laughs> Crazy eyes. So I mean, really, that's you just... swaying with a fucking cider bottle in your hand. Yeah, but I'm smiling. I'm, I'm you a, are smiling. I'm emoting. <laughs> I'm showing a shred of humanity. <laughs> oh, shred. As pathetic as it is. But, no, I mean, that's just a, a, that's a movie that um, is not for me. It just I blame Vending Refn, then. It is. I, I, I totally put it on Vending Refn. Because you have to think, uh, he's telling those people, okay, I want you to do this. I want you to act like this. I want you to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. It's very, very deliberate what's going on in the film. I mean, uh, when your movie's that stylized and that immaculately made on a technical level, you know, you don't let certain things slide. Everything's there for a purpose, as as insane as it is, whether he wants Did the movie to... Did you get the tranny thing? The tranny thing? The tranny. Like a ladyboy thing? What do you mean? That Ryan... The, the really hot chick that Ryan Gosling was with was oh, not yeah? a girl. Really? And oh. that that because at the beginning, when his brother goes, his brother says, you know, time to go meet the devil. And he goes into that place. And I never picked up on this. And I've watched it so many times. But he <laughs> asked the guy, the girls are behind the glass. Mm-hmm. And he comes in. He goes, are these women? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? And, and I just, I thought, what the, why would he say that? But then. That culture over there, well, not that. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Culture, there. There's a lot of lady boys. A big, that's a big thing over there. Oh, and yeah. there is a theory that Gosling's uh, prostitute slash girlfriend mm-hmm. was a lady boy. Maybe that's why she didn't want to take off the dress. Maybe well, no, nah, I don't think that as much as that is, is uh, when uh, he, um, I don't know. But that's just, you know. Uh, uh, it's just a terrible movie. Eh. Uh, <laughs> for you, it is. For it, me, it, it was really no, good. Yeah, I, I would never take it away from anyone else. It's just, uh, you, you know, better not even try. Don't I try sh- to take my baby goose. I share my perspective. I, um, I think we should get Will Smith in on this to uh to be the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that would be fair. That'd be fair. Well, you know, that's one thing about him though. He is Canadian. Uh-huh. He's got that and, home home field advantage, home cooking. Yeah, but then again he's also very um Canadian. He just follows the trends. He doesn't yeah, really have he any just does what Sammy tells him to <laughs> You, uh, you, you know what's going on there. It's the oh, yeah. Uh, you, you see what's going on. You can you see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what I, I watched uh, UFC Bigfoot versus Hunt. Bigfoot uh, versus Hunt. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, Mark Hunt versus Antonio Bigfoot Silva. God, he's still around. Yeah, seriously. Uh, like three years ago when they uh, had him fight, they were willing to buy out his contract so he just was. just so he wouldn't fight. <laughs> they, just, they had no interest in him. And then he came out, he lost his first fight in a pretty embarrassing fashion, then went on this like bizarre-ass four or five-fight win streak where he's knocking out everybody. And uh, 
Then he lost to a, a an actual champion caliber fighter. Yeah. Uh, then he fought Bigfoot Silva a couple weeks ago in Australia, and they beat the shit out of each other. Bigfoot. Yeah. Does he have big feet, or is that ir- being ironic? No, no, he's got some form of uh, gigantism. Oh, like acromegaly? Yeah, he's got some kind of a pituitary issue. Do they do they play that up? Is it, is he like the Andre the Giant of MMA? <laughs> no, he's 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 just kind of a lovable guy that likes to dance when he comes. Kind of like Giant Baba, but a dancing Giant Baba. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a giant Easter Island head. Um, but it was a great fight. It was a very good fight. It actually ended in a draw, and nobody complained about it because yeah. it was such a uh, an, an, a, a, a fun twenty five minute uh, sloppy sloppy Joe fight. Sloppy Joe. Yeah. Um, what else have I watched? I, I can't. I watched part of Shield, Shield of Straw, which is a new Mike film. Um, I will reserve judgment on that, but it's not. It's not overwhelmingly positive. Uh, it feels like he's doing very commercial film, uh, and in that sense, it's not. It's not bad, but it's it's mostly contrived and just not as good. When is that old boy movie supposed to come out? The American. Oh, it's already out. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch it? Nope. Um, I never. Are you never going? Oh, you're going. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I might get around to. It. I'm in no rush. I'm. I don't, I'm not going to scream blasphemy or anything like that, but. Blasphemy. Um, I've been watching Supernatural. I've been watching that TV show. Uh, that had Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it when it first mm-hmm. came on. Yeah, and he was in one of the movies we're going to review. I know and he was. Oh, well, whatever. Um, I watched Not Made good. of Steel a couple weeks back, oh. and I like that a lot. Um, although the writing in it, the writing in it is fucking awful. Um, not so much the like dialogue. It. Not so much the dialogue. But, like, the whole movie is just, like, I don't know. It's one of the most oddly constructed movies in terms of, uh, like, how the story progresses. Um, it, it's kind of hard for me to put my finger on, but it's it's just a very odd film. But everything else around it, like the performances and, you know, the action and whatnot, I, 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 I loved a lot. A lot. A lot. And I, I didn't I wasn't even remotely bothered by the uh collateral damage that, you know, yeah, uh, that a good didn't amount of me people. at all. I just thought it was kind of a I don't know, sad ass depressing uh hipster version of Superman. <laughs> Turd. You're Superman. Just ups- you're just upset that uh what's his face? Michael Shannon has a noticeable lisp throughout that film. Well he does, and Superman, I'm sorry, does not have a fucking hairy chest. Oh god, but he's he's he uh, <laughs> I, just, I did not like that guy as Superman. I he, thought was he was very I, thought, I was, thought he was very wooden and I thought that uh I I just was he just is like a male model. I they thought felt, they got they, just like a guy for a little look. See, I thought that I thought the same thing about Brandon Rolf. I liked him as he has that oh. kind of. But he, see, he's a different kind of Superman. It, 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 they they wanted you know brooding whatever fucking Superman. <laughs> they they want okay. It's like the um, when uh, Frank Miller started doing Batman mm-hmm. and it got really dark. Mm-hmm. And it, this one didn't go that dark, but it kind of goes like that. Whereas Dylan Dog Superman, he's the guy that has the 
the you know the kind of wink and a and a smile and handsome and you know whatever. But I, I he's you know the other guy just I don't know. It's it, the, it, it felt like the, the Superman Returns. It felt like a Richard Donner fan fiction. Like someone really really loved the Richard Donner movies and wanted to make a sequel to it, but didn't want to add. They should have had Mel Gibson play Zod. Uh, I would have argued. And made Superman Jewish. Because Superman, isn't Superman supposed to kind of be like a... Well, there's uh, that Christ pose in the Christ movie. Christ-like thing, yeah. Because <laughs> they've always said that. And then Christ was a Jew. Mm. Mel Gibson hates Jews. Mm-hmm. And so then he would fight... But see, this is this is the, the young Superman. So this is Christ... Before he fully realized that he was the son of God or the son of uh, Jarrell. Mm-hmm. So Jarrell is uh, Russell Crowe was God. Whoa. Uh, right? Yeah. And what's her name? Is Mary Magdalene. Oh. But at least, you know, okay, that chick that, that you know, they didn't get some fucking. Uh, who played What's Her Face? Was it Amy Adams, Lois? Yeah, 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 she's not bad. No, get tired of these uh, DC comic book people and stuff. They can't. They they just refuse to get like a hot chick <laughs> to play anybody. You know, they get Maggie Gyllenhaal. They get the fucking uh, Kate uh, Q-tip. Uh, <laughs> so skinny and you know she's pretty, but I mean, fucking eat something, you goddamn whore! Whoa, hey, eat something. Hey. This is silver gold, buddy. You Dumb. need to. I hate her now. You have to tone it down. What's wrong with her? I don't know, man. She's a, what's my call it, Scientologist? Some thickness. Huh? Get some thickness. This is goddamn 2013. It's in. Uh, That fucking (laughs) shit where you starve yourself to death and and have big scars all over your knuckles because you're fucking gagging yourself (sighs) is out. That's the dumb fucking, uh, I hate her. You need to relax. I'm very, very relaxed. You you know how we can relax? We can review Job Zone. Yeah! Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's. From The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's House. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour.
let's do Drop Zone from 1994. Yeah, you want me to do all the synopses and all that fun stuff? Why don't you do some synopsis? I'll do that. Uh, Drop Zone. Do the second one. 1994. <laughs> I will. I will fucking do it. I have to pull my weight. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Aboard a commercial airliner, U.S. Marshal Pete Nessup and his brother Terry, a fellow marshal, are escorted. You know, the only reason you're doing this is so you can help you remember what happened. Exactly. <laughs> when an apparent terrorist hijack attempts a, attempt blows a hole in the airplane, uh, Terry sucked out. Oh, okay, I need to stop there. Yeah. Um, Basically, stop at the sucking. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. He's like a, a marshal, and his brother dies. Fuck, I already ruined that. Anyways, Malcolm Jamal Snipes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to find the people responsible, he decides to uh, skydive, and somehow that leads him to the people that did it. And fucking there's right. some action. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'll say this straight up, like the gentleman we're just talking about uh, was Mason Storm. Mason Storm, wasn't that Steven Seagal? Uh, I don't think so. I thought Mason Storm was Steven Seagal, wasn't he? Mason Storm? I thought Mason Storm was a... Fuck. Maybe I'm wrong. I probably am. Mason Storm. Uh, Oh, yeah. Hard to kill, Steven Seagal, motherfucker. What the fuck? I can't even think straight. I don't even know what I'm saying. Bend your fingers back when I see you. Seriously. uh, Into a table. A a glass coffee table. Point being... Wesley Snipes' name is Pete Nessip. That's yeah. that's like the uh, that is not an action hero name. Well, Pete's not a action hero name, and sure as shit, Nessip isn't. Gary Busey's called Ty Moncrief. <laughs> I don't even fucking know. Uh, Read this shit. Uh, there's Deputy Dog. Hands, hands of Fate. Jagger Swoop. Jagger yeah. Swoop. <laughs> Tom McCracken. Deuce. McCracken. Yeah. This fucking movie, man. Uh, how about, how about you, uh, take the lead on this? Well, okay. I, um, have never seen this. Mm-hmm. I like Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. He can make some really fucking pieces of shit, <laughs> but he definitely is a movie star. He has that, that, that charisma. And I like his, I like his, when he, does his karate. It's not like a super duper crisp, but it's kind of like, um, and I know that he's trained and knows martial arts, but when he does karate, it's kind of like when I'm at work and I walk up to my friend Greg and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, da, 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 like that. You know, he does a, oh, da, da. Um, well, he knows how to sell it. He, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised when it came on and they started, you know, doing the, uh, the, the, uh, title at the beginning and showing who was in it. And I was like, fuck, Gary Busey's in this. So, it's, you know, you had some pluses. Now, yeah. one thing that is sort of not a plus, well, okay, Malcolm Jamal Warner definitely got a guffaw out of me while I was writing the gazelle watching this because I'm getting fucking fat and um, I'm fidgeting with the waistband of my pants all the time. Uh, because um, I, I, I have grown a little bit there to That's the point so where... Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, either that or I just need to, I drank two quarts of prune juice in one day uh, this past week, and never even got, like, you know, usually if you drink prune juice, you're going to get fucking, like, diarrhea. Yeah. Nothing. Really? Not nothing. I mean, I still 
but it was not anything. You know, I kept thinking I'm going to be I, – I have a couple of days off. I'm going to drink all this prune juice. I'm going to read comic books <laughs> and these books I have and sit around and watch movies and sit on the toilet. God, that's work. a fucking weekend right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what – uh, that's what I think we ought to do uh, <laughs> this weekend. Yes, we'll, we'll cleanse ourselves. But yeah. you know, the one thing I thought was is that um, that probably wasn't even like real prune juice. It was probably like some kind of delayed fucking because nothing's ever real anymore because we've destroyed the earth. So anyway, um, I started watching this and. Um, I went into it with an open mind because there are some Wesley Snipes action movies that even though they are not good, it's kind of like a Seagal or a Dolph Lundgren or a Van Damme straight-to-DVD movie. Sometimes you have ones that are they're at least entertaining if you don't sit there and get, oh, this piece of shit. This one was kind of like that, uh, but it's got some abs- absurd shit in it too, a lot of it, uh, a lot of – uh, stupid shit. But anyway, Yancey Butler is in this. Now, yeah. Yancey Butler, everybody will remember her from Hard Target with uh, Chance Boudreau. <laughs> and she, uh, you know, needed to be more careful showing her wallet in the diner. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, she is odd looking because. First of all, she has big eyebrows, and I think that might be <laughs> one thing that kind of makes her look odd, uh, because she should be pretty. Like, yeah. when you look, okay, she's got a fine fucking ass. Well, they try to push her up in this. Yeah. Like, make but it tough. She, but the, even, and, and she, you can tell she smokes probably about four packs of cigarettes a day, because <laughs> she kind of has that husky chick cigarette voice mm-hmm. that, you know, like when you were a in, like, uh, junior high or high school, the <clears throat> and they had that kind of, like, Demi Moore used to have a voice sort of like that, and you were kind of, yeah, that's kind of hot, you know. Yeah. But she kind of has went a little bit too far. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, when she was wearing her skydiving outfit, I noticed that she, she doesn't have big boobs, but she had a nice ass. But she's kind of, um, <laughs> she was also the star of the show Witchblade, which uh, I think yeah. oh, was that, was that uh, image. Yeah, uh, no. Was, uh, Who was it? Might, it might have been image. Fuck, I can't remember. It was one of those uh, independent labels. But that was like it was a hit show. I think on like USA or something. Mm-hmm. The couple years it was on, but she was such a. I I had heard. Oh, it's Top Cow. Top cow, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. But she, I think she had like a really bad alcohol problem. Like she drinks like alcoholic. Um, so they basically said, well, this show gets good ratings, but, uh, you know, we're done. Um, so anyway, <laughs> you got Busey in there. Now, okay, we had Busey. When was Lethal Weapon? The first Lethal Weapon. What year was that? Uh, 88. Let me, uh, let me go to old Busey. 87. 87. All right. So, All right. and. Gary Busey, when he made um, Buddy Holly's story, he was skinny. Yeah. And then he started kind of getting fat, and he was in Barbarossa with uh, Willie Nelson. He was fatter, and he but he played like kind of a fat, sloppy farm boy. Mm-hmm. And when he made Lethal Weapon, I think that's when he kind of, when when he made Buddy Holly's story, he was so successful. 
because he got an Academy Award nomination. He was on Saturday Night Live, and he just went wild. Mm-hmm. He snorting coke and drinking like a fucking hog in slop, whatever that means. And uh, But I think when he made Lethal Weapon in 87, he – had cleaned his act up because in that movie he looks good. He is that's that's sort of around the McBain period too, where he played McBain mm-hmm. in uh, that fucking bubble of proof. Yeah, yes. Bloodhorn. <laughs> but he was really fit and he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Now this movie, uh, you start to see that he's kind of sliding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's looking kind of chunky. He's settled in. He does have the uh, the uh, same blonde hair. That he had in Lethal Weapon, um, but his teeth are very mule-like, like the mule in True Grit. Um, but he plays the leader of Posse Comitatus. Uh, now there is a Posse Comitatus. Well, that's actually a uh, a, a, a thing where they say that the American military cannot operate on American soil. Mm-hmm. And I, the CIA isn't supposed to be able to either, uh, because Bill Clinton actually lifted Posse Comitatus for oh uh, I can't what this fuckers names are, but they're the ones that are going around killing everybody. That's it's like Delta Force and oh sure Seals and Seal Alt- team, yeah uh, J J J something J Sock oh yeah uh, they put a whole bunch of these ones that after. The Iran uh, heli- rescue, hostage rescue thing failed, and the helicopters went down the desert. They said, you know, we need to have all these different special forces people working together, so they created this JSOC. Uh, and um, they're the ones that are going all over the world killing all these terrorists and all this shit now. Uh, and Clinton lifted the thing that posse comitatus on them so they could operate within the United States, which is kind of crazy because then they found out that they were actually at Waco and all that shit. Was yeah, going. yeah. Well, so there's some weird shit there. But this – now, posse comitatus, there is also a white supremacist uh, uh, organization called that, and this Ooh. is kind of what this shit is a little bit. Um, they – Wesley and his brother are U.S. Marshals, and I thought it was kind of strange that they're U.S. Marshals, but they're partners. I don't think yeah. that probably do that. It's a little bit of an embellishment. Partners yeah. that are brothers that are both tasked with transporting a guy by plane. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't think Malcolm Jamal Warner, I mean, his part wasn't that big, yeah. but I think he did like a horrible job. They kind of yeah. created some uh, brotherly Ten, not tension, but you know, ribbing and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're escorting this guy now. the The whole concept is this dude is like a computer whiz, and he is responsible for like uh, he he can hack in anything. And the DEA had hacked into all these uh, like drug dealers' bank banking accounts and took their money. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, hey, you know, well, maybe we could kind of reverse that, you know, and get some money for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Busey leads this gang of people. And I don't know. I thought the the, – now, of course, they didn't have all the airport security back then because, hell, I remember going to the goddamn airport. (laughs) I mean, 
the airports were like malls, and you didn't even have to have a ticket. You could just go in and walk around, hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but you know nowadays, uh, nowadays the, they would not be able to do the shit that they did. I don't think. But they did have an inside uh, person that planted weapons on the plane. Yeah. That worked were that was like a mechanic, mm-hmm. so that kind of so there was some stuff like there that actually worked. But now the whole movie drops zone, like Jake said in the synopsis, it, it's uh it's like when skateboarding was a fad, mm-hmm. and they make a movie that the whole movie basically was a movie just to show off like skateboarding, and they <laughs> built the whole story around it almost. Now this movie, um, I don't know if in '94 skydiving was that huge of a thing. Um, I mean, when, when did Point Break come out? Point Break was '91. I mean, this was this was about that time when people got yeah. preoccupied with the X Games and well, but and I mean, like how they had a movie, this movie Gypsy Moths, which was really good with Burt Lancaster, uh, was all uh, it was a skydiving thing, but it wasn't like they yeah. they were like uh, barnstormers that went around and put on. Uh, uh, sh- uh, shows mm-hmm. and fairs and stuff like that, but it was still really good. So check that out if you get a chance. That was a Burt Lancaster movie I had never seen, and I saw it and it was good. Um, but so Wesley has never skydived, and he has to. Um, he's trying to find out what happened, and uh, because they they basically set up this uh, not a hijacking, but. Uh, there's a there's a reason why they take over this plane and mm-hmm. all the stuff that happens happens, and some people get killed and there's like a the bureaucrats are throwing right you know well maybe it was your fault and everything and he's trying to clear his name his brother's name and then find the people that did it and it leads him to Yancy Butler <laughs> you know, of course and she has a name he thinks he's going to see a guy. It says, you know, Jess so-and-so. So, and it ends up, it's she's in there taking a shit. And, and Jess Crossman. Surprise! Jesse Crossman. And she comes out, and she's like, hey, what's your name? <laughs> hey, what's your name, pretty boy? My name's Jesse Crossman. Um, I guess you're Pete Ness- Nessip. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And, um... <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> I've seen that Michael Jeter. I think he was the guy in uh, Robo, the original RoboCop that said, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I bet he He's is. the computer yeah. whiz. Um, now, there was one dude in this that, and I, I know I'll never find him on here, but um, he, I think, was actually in. Uh, he must be a professional skydiver or, like, was really big on that because he was actually in Point Break. I'm almost 100%. So, anyway, um, I almost said Busey or Wesley Snipes. I hear what the fuck I say. But, anyway, <laughs> Wesley Snipes is pursuing them. Um, there's a whole big gimmick. Uh, of, I think it was Fourth of July where yeah. – uh, over Washington D.C., it's a no-fly zone around the White House and all that shit. But and at the Fourth of July, it's they open it up to have these uh, big shows where they have all the skydiving and fireworks and everything. So they use that as a as a, a means to um, they're going to you know do their criminal act, which is kind of contrived and bizarre. Yeah, it's 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 almost like um, Fast and the Furious. Where, you know, okay, you can, uh, if you're going to rob a tractor trailer, 
<laughs> you can get in these fast, uh, souped-up fucking cars and shoot uh, uh, fucking uh, grappling hooks from a <laughs> catapult through the windshield and then do all this real dangerous stuff. Or you can do what they did like in the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s when they'd hijack a truck and they'd wait for the truck to stop at a truck stop or, you know, alongside the road and they would give the guy money and say, hey, we're going to steal this shit and no need for you to get hurt. Here's you know, some couple bucks and just let us take the shit. Yeah. Or they pull a gun on them and say, hey, we're taking your, your fucking truck. Or, and if you do anything, we'll blow your brains out. That's the way this is. I'm sure there were probably better and easier ways to make money than this crazy-ass shit. <laughs> but these guys sort of like the um, the dead presidents in Point Break. I think one of the things is they're supposed to be a little bit crazy. And they're supposed to be adrenaline junkies. <laughs> and obviously they are because they're skydiving. <laughs> and that's Yancey Butler's a skydiver. She's the craziest skydiver. <laughs> that shit does. But the guy, the, the Navy guy, he said something about you, there's two people. He told Wesley Snipes, if you're looking for somebody that ha- knows about skydiving, because they talked about how dangerous it was to skydive out of a 747 at such and such altitude. Yeah, like 30,000 feet. Yeah. Because the plane's going so fucking fast that it, when you bail out, it would, if you don't know what you're doing, it, you know, would fling you. I don't know if they said it would tear you apart, it but it would... Snap your back or something. Yeah, it would definitely yeah. fuck you up if you didn't know what you were doing. And she knew what she was doing. So anyway, <laughs> um, they... You have some Wesley Snipes karate. You have a, a, one cool thing where he... He comes in and helps this one dude and beats the fuck out of, like, three guys in this bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I thought for sure he was going to to uh, stick the one guy's head in the toilet, but he didn't. That would have been cool. Uh-huh. And then you have a rematch later on with, with uh, one of the guys that he beat up in the toilet uh, when he's trying to throt the, uh, the actual big uh, heist. Mm. And um, – I don't that it seemed to me like when I was watching it because the guy was kind of a little guy, but he obviously knew karate too, and so they put him and Wesley at the fight scene. And I started thinking, I wonder if this guy's like Benny the Jet, where he's and John Cusack, where he's the oh guy. right, Wesley, right. Wesley's uh, karate instructor. And they said, hey, I'll put you in this movie, you know, but you got to put me over because I'm the star. And um, you have they they come up with a lot of different skydiving stupid shit, uh, where of course somebody will. Their chute won't open, or they jump out and don't have a chute. Yeah, yeah. I can race down there and grab a hold of them and pop the thing. And lots of different any way they could use it. There was a death uh, where one of the bad guys actually gets killed. <laughs> the, uh, the, the whole setup for that is amazing because they're just completely isolated from each other on a green screen. Yeah, oh, and, and Busey's just kind of like whenever it cuts to him, he's just kind of like swinging in the breeze. Yeah. The the the, uh, the last uh, the 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 finale where um, Busey and uh, Snipes I didn't most of the stuff that they shot was you know real skydivers and they did they they did get good you know uh, shots of the people doing all these tricks mm-hmm. and stuff in the, in the air and everything so that was cool but that part with Busey and Snipes at the end. It was so uh, – I mean, it was horrible green screen. I was like, fuck, bad. <laughs> it's amazing, like, the way the whole thing played out because, you know, Busey's going down, but he's going down, like, teeth first. Oh, yeah. Like, there's that screenshot that I put on Gentleman's Guide where he's just like, eh! 
And then the way that, like, the payoff happens is just physically, like, impossible. Yeah. Like, the physics of it are, like, insane, but, like, you know, they're just, you know, uh, trying to make it as big and crazy as possible. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of those ones where you have to suspend disbelief, and when, um, to have fun with it, it's not a good, it's not a great movie, it's not even really a good movie, but, um... If you can, like the part where they, they, it is just horribly obvious green screen. I was laughing because I was like, oh my God, look at that. That looks so fucking horrible. <laughs> and, and then, um, Wesley on the, uh, gurney at the end. I thought that was pretty, oh. <laughs> pretty fucking, you know, I don't know. It's, I, like, I, it's I, the one movie where everything can be solved by skydiving, every oh, yeah. situation. But I'll I mean, be honest that's with you. the genre. That's what's. I would like to have seen, and maybe this is just me, mm-hmm. but I would like to have seen Wesley Snipes fuck the shit out of Yancey Butler. See, this is the this is the funny thing about this. I'm not even remotely a PC guy, but like, I don't know, like. Like, is it fucked up that... It's like, rated R anyway. Well, no, here's the thing. So why didn't they... They, they, they could have had, like, real sweaty and him doggy style and the shit out of it. <laughs> With Gary Busey watching. No, well, you took it too far. See, you always have to go Smile. too far. Flossing his teeth. No, but here's the thing. Like, either one, a Drop Zone is very progressive by having a strong, independent woman that doesn't need a love interest. She just does her fucking thing and she kicks ass, quote unquote. Or B, this movie was too fucking afraid to have a black dude yeah, have sex with chick. an attractive white chick. Yeah. I don't know what, what, what to feel about a good old drop zone. I know that, you know, oh my God, blue jackets are beating the flyers one to nothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, I still would like to see – I like uh, sweaty sex, and I would like to see, like, they were out there and kind of the, the ever go. I did not – that one dude that his parachute didn't deploy, yeah, and yeah. he kind of went down, and he ended up hitting the water. I don't like that guy. I've seen that guy in other no. movies. I just do not like him. I don't want to see him have sex with anybody. <laughs> Maybe him with Busey, like Busey <laughs> raped him in the toilet or something. But I still, even though Yancey Butler is not like real great looking or anything, I think that if she, her and Wesley Snipes would have been fucking, mm-hmm. it's rated R anyway. So yeah. that, like, what did they have to, to me, at first I thought, okay, the reason they didn't have anything like that was because it's probably PG. Well, you but know, I just looked and it was rated R, so why wouldn't you just go balls out? I think I, I read this on Wikipedia. That character was originally intended to be a dude. Well, so that would be even better if it was like <laughs> Wesley Snipes fucking some dude. <laughs> it was Jess. He was fucking Michael Jeter. Or if we go with the theory from Only God Forgives, oh. hmm. Wesley Snipes is... Fucking shit out of Yancey Butler from behind. And the camera pans around, and you see her fucking dick and balls. <laughs> you see the shadow. You see the and shadow. And she is a guy. Red background. Well, it's not, she's a she, but she's a he. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I took it too Anyway. But that would be, uh, I probably would watch that, even if it was a she male. Well, a that's a given. Yeah. Person. So anyway, that's uh, Drop Zone. I, you know, I, I'm not sad that I watched this. No, it's not bad. It's just not particularly yeah. uh, great or exceptional. Yeah, 
I, I would say uh, now this was in the theaters, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. It was, yeah. Because yeah, right. um, back then, in VHS times, mm-hmm. uh, straight to VHS was usually really horrendous. Nowadays, straight to DVD can be can be something really good, you know. Yeah. Like- um, I'd give this just probably probably a straight up five. Yeah. It's not great, but it's it's fun, and I mean you could laugh at it, and and mm-hmm. uh, and if Wesley Snipes if Wesley Snipes would have fucked Yancey <coughs> Butler, and they would have been both been really sweaty, um, it would have jumped from a five, depending <laughs> on how long. If it was like Lisa Bonet, Mickey Rourke fuck scene in Ooh. Angel Heart, mm-hmm. I would give it a seven point seven five. That's that's a jump there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has some chemistry. No, yeah, for sure. I, well, he, here's the thing. Like, Drop Zone, I, I think I'd give it like a 5.5. Like, I'm kind of in the same. And, and the thing about the movie is, like, if it had kept with the cop revenge angle, it would have been yeah. great. But it, like, kind of transitions into, oh, here's the the uh, goofy guy that doesn't know anything about skydiving, you know, yeah. the shenanigans. It kind of turned into, like, oh, man, we got to, we got to, you know, uh, like, get a high score so we can be part of this drop, and then somehow it turns into them just so happens to, like, be part of the same dive during the same time. And, it, like, if it just focused on that, I think it would have been much better. And They could have took the whole skydiving thing out of the fucking movie. Wow. It just made it like a like they were just like a a bank heist or something or something like that. The skydiving thing it was just a gimmick, and they went overboard with it. Yeah, when it kind of transitioned into Wesley Snipes figuring out how to skydive and all that bullshit, like, the only time I checked back in with the film was whenever Gary Busey was around. Like, and that was the only thing. And if he wasn't in this movie, I mean, this probably would have been a pretty uh, shite film. But as it stands, like, I don't I don't want to give off the impression that it just uh, completely sucks because Gary Busey's fucking crazy and awesome yeah. in it. Uh, Wesley Snipes is still awesome and charismatic and fun. Watching him beat the shit out of people at a bar is always really fucking good. And, you know, he's not a, uh, a choreographer's dream when it comes to fight scenes, but yeah. he knows how to sell it. And he has athletic, he is gifted in that regard. And he's fun to watch. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, the added kitsch of just watching them, you know, take this, uh, skydiving thing straight to the bank. But, you know, it's 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 worth a watch if you're just sitting around and you've got nothing better to do. Um, yeah. should put that on the box. Cover. I did fall asleep watching it, but that was just because I was tired. It wasn't because I was bored. Sure. Oh yeah. That and happens. you can you can fall asleep for probably fifteen minutes between fifteen and twenty minutes of this, and wake back up and you you don't miss a beat and you don't even have to go back and watch the shit you missed. <laughs> Honestly, after the one, maybe I missed the sex scene. <laughs> after the. Yeah, after the one dude dies in the power lines, if you just somehow skipped forward to the final like skydive and then the final heist, you still you wouldn't really be missing out. Ah, that's just me. So yeah, I'm kind of just in line with the uh, IMDb score. They give it a five point four overall. You you give it a five point four? Well, I give it a five point five. The IMDb oh, that's one, that's, you're, a one, you're up. You're not one upping me, but you're half upping me. Yeah. Well, you know, you asked for it. 
that's like a John <laughs> John Badham. He directed Saturday Night Fever, Short Circuit, War Games. Saturday Night Fever was a good one. Uh, Point of No Return, another stakeout. Is that an interesting career? Bird on a Wire, Blue Thunder. Bird on a Wire. Ugh. Was it, which Dracula did he do? Was it the yeah? He did the Frank Langella one. Thing. Oh, Frank Langella. Yeah, look at that. John Badham, look at your career. Frank, I heard that Frank Langella was hung like a horse. Really? Yeah, it was in a movie, but you know. Hmm. Did you ever see the box? The box. Yeah, was he that was the one where it. his face is kind of fucked up and it's got yeah. his and. Uh, the guy is Cyclops from X-Men? Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, I didn't see it. You probably hate it, but he's very, very <laughs> good in it. What makes you... Th- oh, well, whatever. I don't want to get it. Dude, you, well, yeah. It's, it goes in a, a territory where you... I like Frank Langella. No, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's the best part of the film by far. Uh, but we're kind of off topic. We need to talk about Red Dawn from 2012. Oh, the one with Patrick Swayze? <laughs> no, it, 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 I could feel the excitement when I when I told you <laughs> what I'd been watching recently. Like, oh man, I'm going to do research. And you're I'm like, like the oh. dad that fucking you <laughs> think you're getting a mini bike. Like, Guess what you're getting? Oh my god, you got me the fucking mini bike. And you're like, oh well, I didn't get you a real one. I got you. Uh, a matchbox one or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I so got I you. My uh, Bigfoot Silvas. <laughs> I got you a puzzle of a bike. How about that, son? It, yes, that would be what it was like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. defend myself because I had no the only reason I picked this was because I wanted background noise while I did some dishes because we do not have a dishwasher here and I am the dishwasher 
Um, I am the dishwasher. Well, I was just going to say I, I am the dishwasher here, but I'll be honest with you. The dishwasher here is usually the dogs. <laughs> I eat all I want. I put the plate on the floor, and they just eat the rest of it. And they usually pretty much clean it up pretty good. And I will wash it after that. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just it's saying. It's just a thin film on everything. They're kind of the garbage. There's not a lot to have to wash. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I don't eat the goddamn plate. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. My dogs today ate pizza, (laughs) um, uh, uh, they each got a muffin, Uh, they ate uh, New York strip steak, and what else? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, some kind of nachos with artichoke. Uh, spinach and bacon dip. Whoa! So they ate pretty good today. Yeah. This is, I'm not going to be here. They're they're going to have to go see their girlfriends at the kennel while I am watching hockey. How is it that you're gaining weight? I don't understand this. I don't either. Yeah. I, I get. I think when you just re- I don't. I'm not. I, I. I like the number hasn't went up. I think that when you reach a certain age, you just – like you always hear women say, oh, your their body changes. Mm. I think my body is just changing. I'm starting to get more of that gorilla-like uh, look, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe yeah. I just need to do sit-ups. I think I just need to take a lot of shits. <laughs> more prune juice. Yeah, more prune I think there's some I, – I forget, I forget if it's called magnesium chloride, but it's this yeah. sketchy-looking liquid that you can get, and that shit will clean you out in ways that you don't get, want it to. When you go get a colonoscopy, yeah, you know, that shit. I've never had it, but uh, I've heard about it. I had it once when I was on a diet. It was a very low-fat diet, and I couldn't shit for like a week. Mm-hmm. And I had to get it out because it was getting compacted and getting uncomfortable and uh, I drank it, and it tasted horrific, and it took about an hour or so, but then I was shitting very strangely colored liquids for the next they always two say hours. To, my friends tell me to get this one specific flavor of Gatorade, and then you mm. can get it down. It, it's easier to drink. I also find caffeine. I feel like I have to shit right now soul. just talking about this. Yeah. Like if I, I ever, think it's – go ahead. If I ever need to shit, I usually just drink some caffeine, like an energy drink that'll like loosen up my stool. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Wow. Well, I good. shit logs. Uh-huh. And lots of logs. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. The dragon's tail is what I call it. And I, <laughs> but I have, if you go in my bathroom, there are a lot of books and comic books in there. So, you know, I, I always have something to do. Of course. Speed. Yeah. I got, a, I got a book in the mail the other day about uh, hockey goons. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think I have a secret admirer. Buh, Merry Christmas! I still don't know. But, you know, the main thing about that is is um, um, that's a Kringle thing. I make my own Kringles. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> you're an awesome person. Well, and, some and, people say that's what I hear. And my gift to you is uh, Red Dog. The show right now. Yeah. Where we get to th- where I forced you to watch these two movies. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about that. But, uh, <laughs> when I was watching them, I was like, "God damn it, I could be fucking sleeping right. I'd be sleeping like a log right now." Uh, well, you asked me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You could have said we could just argue about Ryan Gosling for two hours. Well, we were going to. Let me see here. What was going to be um, the point counterpoints uh, discussion? 
Um, because, well, I just thought, you know, we could just talk. But then, yeah. you know, I was like, well, we'll review a couple of movies. But there were going to be some, some uh, point-counterpoint discussions, which were um, – let's see here. Point-counterpoint, uh, Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. uh, or MMA. <laughs> uh, the next one was point-counterpoint, Duck Dynasty, and the whole gay-hating, bashing – Duck man. Uh, that just brings out the best in everyone on everyone's Facebook feed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the people that are telling that that I don't even know that are telling me <laughs> that uh, the Bible says that it's wrong and that uh, blah blah blah. Uh, point well, counterpoint. Chicks with a uh, point counterpoint. Chicks with dicks. Hmm. And point counterpoint. Panama Canal. So. <laughs> and I know nothing about the Panama Canal. Well, I don't either. You know, I know something about it. Other than it's in Florida. John McCain was uh, was uh, born there. Was he? Not, not on U.S. soil. That son of a bitch. Yeah, cocksucker. Oh, my God. Or maybe he was a cork soaker. <laughs> oh, shit. Never sucked a man's cock. No. Never no. smoked a pole. This movie cost $65 million. Holy shit. Dude. What is wrong with this movie? made... It was made and in 2009. Set on a fucking shelf for I don't know how long. Yeah, for like uh, three fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I watched it, and I this is the second time I watched it. I only watched it today as a refresher course. Mm. Brutal. I'm going to get right down to the. <laughs> we'll talk about the movie, but I'm telling you, fucking brutal. This movie, the first time I watched it, I did not watch the whole thing. I tapped out because it is so fucking stupid. It is it it if you um it the the original Red Dawn was not a fucking great movie. No. no. But it's it's become a classic because it's just uh, it's one of those uh it ha- a, a movie of that time. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a time capsule in yeah, a way. Yeah, it has a lot of people that, that went on to do other things, and they were it was kind of like an ensemble cast. But you take that movie, strip it of everything in it that was good, that made you ha- – that was – made you feel and relate to the characters, mm-hmm. put in – Nothing but and now John Melius wrote Red Dawn, the original, and he's a goddamn Melius is uh fucking to the right of Attila the Hun. But he knows how to do something uh a he knows how to do first of all, action. Mm-hmm. I mean he was involved with like Magnum Force, he was involved with uh Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. Big Wednesday, which wasn't an action movie, but he knows his shit. Yeah, he's a macho, macho guy. Macho, yes. Oh, yeah. Super this macho. This movie is um Dawson's Creek slash <laughs> I don't know what. Uh the I I did not like did not relate to, did not like any of the characters. I really... Even the, Thor? Even Thor. I thought Thor was okay. <sighs> Fuck it. He wasn't great. He, was, he, he wasn't good. I mean, he was still, yeah. like, super He's, generic, but, like, compared to the kids... In this, everybody in this is either just serviceable or just okay. Well, his brother, Josh Fucking Peck, sucked! Oh, God, this guy is... 
painful. How in the fuck did he get that role? And it's funny, you look at these two guys, they play brothers. You can't picture two different, two more different people. (laughs) You know, you've got this big, bricked out, you know, Australian dude cut out of granite, and then you've got this Oh, Josh Peck. Uh, yeah. Why did you Why did you leave us when our mom died? He's got that Ryan Gosling quality, to him. and it's hard now. Bullshit! <laughs> uh, you're just trying. You're trying too hard now. Um, the it's hard now. You shouldn't compare. That's like the movie True Grit that I watched with Jeff Bridges. But you, it's hard not to compare one to the other. You have that guy, and that part was originally played by Charlie Sheen, and Patrick Swayze, who wasn't a great actor, but I will say this: Patrick Swayze, compared to Chris Hemsworth, was like fucking be like Clint Eastwood compared to (laughs) Rock Hudson, you know, or somebody like that. I mean, he's he's okay. He's has it's it's like. Now, I know, I mean, we just talked about this, but I will say it was almost like it would be comparing Christopher Reeves to the guy in the new Superman. I thought the guy in the new – I think Chris Hemsworth has the look. Sure. He definitely has the physicality and the look, mm-hmm. but he just is kind of blah. He's like he's like the WWE of today. <laughs> you know, you had Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior – uh, all these guys, and now you have all these guys that look the same. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of generic, look the same. They don't really have any. When when Swayze was being emotional in that movie, when like uh, Charles something happened to Charlie Sheen or something happened mm-hmm. to their dad, and everything, and he's crying, and 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 I mean, he's just, I mean, you you felt it. Yeah, uh, for as goofy as Swayze was, he was a genuine. Performer when it came to acting, right? You, you he let it all hang sincere. out. Yeah, and this guy, and that's another thing. But though, is they changed the character around where um, Swayze was just a you know a guy in the town. He had graduated from high school, and but he had been like a big jock in high school. But he had graduated, and in this one, they take the same character, but he's a. Uh, uh, just came back from Iraq. He was over there fighting, so he knows all that. Well, he's got a special set of skills. <laughs> and they throw in that fucking, fucking montage, training fucking montage. And that's the kind of shit that it just, I was watching and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is goddamn sucks. It's garbage. Okay, and let me tell you something, people. Now, I know it's 2013, but when North Korea invaded South Korea, which started off the the Korean War. Mm-hmm. When MacArthur fucking went in there, and it, it all it was was North Korea against South Korea, he fucking annihilated the goddamn North Korean army. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a billion goddamn Chinese came fucking rolling in, and that's <laughs> what changed things. But North Korea, that, that's another concept. They, they've 
were going to have it be China, but then they said, well, fuck, okay, we don't want to fucking offend the Chinese, and we probably want to sell movies well, there. Well, we want to sell the tickets there, yeah. Yeah, sell tickets there. Yeah. So, who can we have? Well, we can't, Russia's kind of, you know, this was in the first one with the, so they make it North Korea, and that was just so fucking bad. The fourth um, largest army in the world. Fourth largest army in the world. Well, guess what? The fourth <laughs> largest army in the world, fucking America has, the biggest army in the world, and they could fucking – they have – their one army is big enough to fight, to fucking fight like every other goddamn army in the world now right. to, together. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's stupid. <laughs> um, they – you had some things that were the same. Okay, they, they took – in the original – all, almost all of the the fighting and stuff took place in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. In this one, they made a great deal of it, if not all of it, in uh, like in town and urban settings and stuff like that. Which that's sort of admirable or admirable because mm-hmm. um, it, it's just different. I mean, I could see like it being you know door to door, house to house, and they're they're like guerrilla war, and they blend in with the other people and all this and that and everything. Mm-hmm. But this movie, uh, this movie to me, was nothing but a jingoistic uh, fucking um, what do you call it? Like a propaganda thing, <laughs> where it's like Marines don't die; they just go to hell. <laughs> they say stupid shit like that, and I just was rolling my fucking eyes. Well, there's that one guy that kept uh, saying motards. Yeah, I looked it up. It doesn't even fucking. It's not even applicable. It's like you know. It's a. It's a, like a derogatory term for Marines that take themselves too seriously, oh, and he's just obnoxious. Retards. Well, yeah. <laughs> but but he but it, that's what he was. Oh yeah, he was a motard. And Powers Booth. I, I, now Jeffrey Dean Morgan didn't do a bad job. He showed but, up. He collected but his paper. Powers Booth gave that little speech around the fire, and he was just by himself. Mm-hmm. And he gave that speech about you know they 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 nuked uh, you know this place and this place and this place and then they did this and you know uh, and we stopped him cold at the Rocky Mountains and and it was he Powers Booth had a very small part but it was very it was really memorable and it was really good it was almost as memorable as him selling. The hankies, the colored hankies in Cruiser. <laughs> uh, that would be funny if he was like, they said, hey, what's, uh, Sarge, what's that uh, yellow uh, bandana in your back pocket? Well, that means I like golden showers. Uh, <laughs> and then Keith Carradine comes out and he's like, where's his Cajuns at? Anyway, uh, you had a couple of hot chicks in here, but I don't know anybody in these, this fucking movie except Thor and Jeffrey D. Morgan for the most part. Yeah, Adrian uh, Palicki. She was in um, she was in the uh, uh, Friday Night Lights show. She was going to be on that Wonder Woman TV show. That got yeah, on. she had a nice little body or nice body on her. And then that Hunger Games guy is yeah. played the C. Thomas Howe character, <laughs> and they really didn't evolve that like they did in the original one. Yeah, he was kind of a puss, and <laughs> then he kind of started, you know. Yeah, this one a killing machine. Yeah, this one he just like uh, he disappears for a while, mows everyone down with a giant machine gun, screams Wolverines. Wolverines, yeah, Wolverines. And that was that was another iconic scene from the uh, other. This movie was just a turd. (laughs) 
by any other name. It was it was just it was not good. I think it has like a fucking when when you when I watch it on Netflix and you see the star rating thing, it has like a one star rating. <laughs> uh, I think on uh, Rotten Tomatoes it, it might be like a I don't even know if it's it it probably is like twenty percent mm-hmm. uh, fresh. Wow, is, I, I, that seems high. It's it's bad, dude. I mean, um, I thought, okay, well, the first time I watched it, I just kind of walked away. My friends were watching. I was like, man, this just is bullshit. This is just like (laughs) trying to get back to Ronald Reagan, uh, rah, rah, you know. And and then uh, what's his name saying? You know, uh, uh, we're we're not the heroes here. We're the, we're the bad guys. Cause he was talking about how they were going to have to fight a guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, you know, uh, doing this, we're going to be like a mosquito fighting a fucking elephant, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be the bad guys. And it's almost like he was saying when I was in Iraq, you know, it's like, dude, guess what? When you were in Iraq, you were the fucking North Koreans in this movie, and <laughs> the Iraqi people were the Wolverines because you're fucking, you know. That's the amazing thing about this movie is that it, hard. you know, it 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 has potential. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with remaking this film. I think it can work, but it's so funny how this movie goes about it because it does the whole insurgent thing, but it has no sense of self-awareness or any sense of irony as to what's going on compared to what's going on right now. With this our thing, country and our military? I read something where they said it was like the Friday Night Lights or something like that of uh, a Red Dawn version or Friday Night Lights version of Red Dawn. Oh, uh, don't sully the name of Friday Night Lights. I, I wish that <laughs> if they would have went um, with an R rating and showed the horrors of war. This mm-hmm. is one of those Hollywood war movies where when you get shot – uh, oh, the bullet just went straight through or yeah. whatever. But, you know, let me tell you something, people. And there's that one lady that almost got executed, and, of course, they show up in the nick of time. There's no consequence to no, it. No, no consequence. They're, they're, when, when um, say, uh, in World War II, when they killed um, uh, these, I think there was maybe two or three uh, guys parachuted in and fucking ambushed and killed Reinhard Heydrich. Mm-hmm. Who was the head of the Gestapo, and he was responsible. One of the people responsible for the Wannsee Conference, where they came up with the final solution to kill all the Jews. These guys said, "Okay, the, these like partisans or whatever." They said, okay, we're going to go in, we're going to kill this fucker. So he was driving down the road, and they fucking ambushed him and shot him up. They didn't. He didn't die immediately, but he died like I don't know if it was a few days later or what. But. The Nazis then went in and fucking killed everybody. <laughs> everybody in that fucking town, they went in and they killed everybody. It's basically like they salted the fucking earth. They murdered ev- – in retaliation for one guy, they murdered everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, you didn't have that here, which – why wouldn't they? Okay, yeah. and I would like to have seen like when – a lot of these rounds that were made, um, say for like an M16 or something like that, if it hits you in the arm and it hits bone, <laughs> your fucking arm, a lot of times, will come off. <laughs> it's made to to max maximum 
um, carnage uh, uh, and you know legs blown off, arms blown off. But you never see that in this. Mm-hmm. It's the old John Wayne fucking. You know, you get shot, you're like, oh fuck. Like Hemsworth gets shot. Oh, it's okay. It's just I- I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you just got shot in the goddamn fucking. <laughs> and how did he know his dad's uh, security code? Uh, well, was you know, yes. And he just happened to know that he had this little hiding space. Yeah, he put in his birthday, or he put in one, two, three, four, and voila. There was some stupid shit in this fucking. Yeah, it was. It just. It wasn't good. Like even like even if it was like you know it, it keeps its jingoistic kind of stuff. As long as it's a good action movie, right. then it can just be kind of like a cheesy yeah, little Dawn tone deaf thing. A, was an uber patriotic movie. Yeah, but it was done right. And when you watched it, when the guy goes Wolverine, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I still, when I watch that, I I'm like, you know, but that's another thing. Um, <coughs> in the original, you have fucking badass. Big Bill Smith show up as this <laughs> Russian Spetsna guy. Oh, yeah. And he's so fucking goddamn – William Smith was fucking just looking at him. You're like, god damn. They just have this uh, – look, there's a guy down there in Blue Bray. Oh, that's a Spetsna. It was a no-name guy. They never mm-hmm. fucking – he just chased after some people every once in a while, never said nothing. And and I didn't think that the um, – you had Ron O'Neill, Superfly – as the guy, as the Cuban guy in the original, and in this one, I just I didn't think that what was his name was it Cho? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he was all right, but he just there there was nobody in this that wasn't just kind of uh, the uh, the Blue Jackets are winning three nothing in the you. third period. <laughs> well, you know, they usually win. They win every other game, which means when we go see them, they'll lose. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this movie's kind of fun to watch just because I knew it was gonna, uh, you know, just it just. I don't know if I say it makes me. It's it's one. I guess it just happens every once in a while. I don't think it was well cast. I think that they cast it to. Um, well, I mean, it's totally appeal appealing to, to, yeah. Appeal to that generation. Yeah. So it probably doesn't appeal to me as much because I have no idea who these fuckers are. <laughs> but I will say this. When the first one came out, C. Thomas Howell, Charlie Sheen, Swayze was, you know, uh, you know, he was a little bit more famous. But there was a lot of people in that movie. They were not these huge names that they later became. Yeah. You know, Jennifer Grey hadn't done Dirty Dancing yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had um, C. Thomas Howe, Charlie Sheen, um, Swayze. The other chick was... Um, oh, shit. She was in the Fast Times, I think. Yeah, she was a little cute. I forget her name. Um, shit. Oh, no. I got it up here in a second. Leah Thompson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even fucking have to read. But you had those people... And but I mean, my God, Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Harry Dean Stanton, William Smith, Powers Booth. Uh, they really, even though you had that young group of people, they filled it out with some pretty cool character actors that really, you know, brought it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, even the young ones in that one, these, these people are just kind of—they all look the same. 
their acting is just kind of generic. It's it's everybody in that movie is generic. Why did you leave us when mom died? What a fucking douche. Uh, yeah, this movie had Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that's that's it. That's and the really end of this it. Sucked too. Yeah, this one. As compared to the other one. It's funny. This movie, like, it has a value in that, you know, if you want to watch a movie that has no thought put into it, yeah. like, if you want to know what a movie like that looks like, like, this is about as close as it gets. Like, like this movie is just as paint-by-numbers as it gets. Um, there's a couple good explosions. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. When I was watching it, uh, and I told my friends, I said, you know, it had a lot of action and a lot of shooting in it, and you know a movie sucks when it has that kind of shit in it, and you're still like, man, this is fucking just, uh, yeah, it's just boring. But did you like that one part where they went in a subway and they got um, bread and sandwiches? And yeah, the guy takes the bucket and, <laughs> and it's it spilling, the and they're playing music, and it's so, so stupid, fun. piece of shit. <laughs> it's it's I I hate the, the fact that they spent this much money. And, That's amazing. $60 million. I don't even understand where that fucking went. Yeah. I don't either. That's amazing. So, but I mean, I wonder how much the original one cost uh, to make. Could have cost that much. Details. It Maybe like $3 million? Yeah, probably. Something like that? And, and it's, you know, an enduring movie. Um, yeah. I would give this movie, I'll be honest with you. Uh-oh. It's hard not to give it a fucking one. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a two because Jeffrey Dean Morgan was okay, yeah. uh, but he really wasn't that guy. It there was nothing about this that I liked. I give it a one. I thought it was a piece of shit, <laughs> and it's the second time I watched it. Oh, my apologies. No, it's all right. I my mean, it's apologies. like you know, yeah. It, this is the kind of movie that is – it's not so bad it's good. It's so bad that it's its interesting to discuss how it could be this – how somebody could fuck this up so bad. Yeah, you want to tell someone about it. You want to tell someone how much it's Or sucked. just, like, analyze it. Like, okay, what the fuck happened? Here? Yeah. How, how could this be this shitty? <laughs> it's, it's so – it's just generic. It's just not – I think it's the director – it's, you know... I think it's just everything. It's the attitude behind the remake. It's the writing storm. behind it. Yeah, it is, because Ugh. there's nothing with this what movie that this signifies that you sort of make. Oh, I <laughs> think he made jack shit. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we, this is... We're an ultimatum. Dan Bradley. No, we're talking about stunts. That's what you're looking All at. That, oh, wait a minute. What the fuck He's a that? stunt coordinator? That's the guy that directed it? Well, no wonder. It fucking yeah. sucked. He, this motherfucker... <laughs> The only thing that he okay, no wait a minute. Stunts, 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 stunts. That's amazing. And that okay, they took a they this okay, wait a minute. How could this be so fucking boring when you've got a stunt coordinator that's this experienced? What the fuck? He directed Red Dawn. They took a guy who's a stunt man, who's been a stunt man since nineteen eighty three, and they said, Hey, we got sixty some million dollars. Let's have him make a fucking movie. Well, guess what? Why don't you hire a goddamn fucking director next time? Why don't you hire me? I've never directed either. <laughs> I don't understand. He's He's been an actor 10... I'm guessing they gave him director duties because he's been a, a second unit director for some films and oh, maybe somebody likes him. God. 
Like, no wonder it sucked. Uh, That's a dumbass fucking decision. He's the second unit director on Swordfish in uh, Spider-Man a 2. Stupid fucker's name. I want to see what he looks like. Lions for Lambs. You know, Dan Bradley. Dan Bradley. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! You even have a fucking boring ass name. <laughs> I want to look at the writers. I need to figure out who the hell's responsible for this. Carl's Ellsworth and Jeremy Passmore. Oh, and three more. So this is written by five different people. Yeah. That's him. He's just a big fat guy. Oh. So let himself go. But yeah, I mean, it's just, if, uh, it's just not good. It's if not they would have had Nicholas Vinding Refn hmm. direct this with Ryan Gosling <laughs> as, um, I don't know. You have to have somebody that has some fucking, uh, like I said, I mean, Jesus Christ. Do you remember in this movie any time? I, I know maybe I'm just forgetting because I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, when the dad got killed in the first one. Yeah. And, well, when anybody got killed, I mean, they're like fucking. I just remember like Swayze and Charlie Sheen and the girls and everything. I mean, they're breaking down and they're like, oh my. Their life is. Turned upside down. They're living a fucking nightmare. They're seeing the people they love die. <laughs> and these people in this movie, it was like, you know, uh, I miss playing Call of Duty. And the guy goes, we're, we're living Call of Duty. Oh, God, that fucking scene. It's like, you know. I hope that we don't have to kill on fuckers like this. Who have no emotion whatsoever. They're, they're, they're probably all on goddamn Prozac. And they have no emotion whatsoever. Wait, we talk about only God forgives. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he was they all talk about the head. Thing. What'd you expect? I know, but then what's the excuse for everyone else that acts the exact same way? Well, she's actually yeah, she's the only one. Well, that was the whole. That was their family. That was how they. That's how where they got it from. What about everyone in the wedding party and everyone else in the movie and all the cops? Everyone has the same bored, monotone delivery. Where the guy stuck the things in the guy's legs and everything? Yeah, everyone's just kind of like sitting around like they're waiting for for. Well, yes, because he told them to close their eyes and not to fucking open them up, and somebody was getting tortured and screaming. What? Yeah, I mean, you know, a reaction. Nobody has to like scream and cry, but that girl reacted. You could see her; she uh, like uh, fidgeting or whatever. I don't even remember that. I was doing dishes. See, it's, that's that's what you you talk about these movies, and you don't you go in the other room and listen to them. No, I was doing, I, I do dish you. I do dishes, and um, can you, you know, see the TV when you're doing dishes? I watch it no, on my phone. I know where your fucking goddamn kitchen is, and I know no, no, I, I use my uh, my Samsung Galaxy S4 to watch. Ooh, Netflix. Samsung Galaxy S4. Yeah, motherfucker. Why didn't you get a fucking Apple uh, product? Because I hate them for the exact same reason you talked about earlier about how you have to wait for things to sync up. Okay. Yeah. Fucking hell. All that. Don't try and put me in the shit with my partner. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. Like, if you dig that and it makes sense to you, more power to you. God bless. But God bless. Yeah. But, you know, I like to just no. drag and drop shit and not have to deal with prop- proprietary nonsense. But... I don't have that uh, uh, that warm, comforting cocoon of Apple Mac ness. I just can't afford it. All that. Well, I can, but I just don't want to. I don't see the reason. 
to sink that much more money into it when I'm sitting here on this Dell and the son of a bitch just plays like a goddamn top. Well, yeah, I mean, for you, you don't need a fucking spec'd out Mac or a spec'd out PC. You just, you know, you probably just survive on a on your iPad for the rest of the time. Well, if I didn't have to type, I could, but I like to watch some fucking, I like to type. I like to feud with fucking total strangers, too. I'm telling you, <laughs> if I end up dead, I'm going to be like Buford Pusser now. If something happens to me, you know, to tell my story. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I, I need to start thinking about that because some of these fucking right-wingers are, could be uh, mentally unbalanced and mm. come with a deer rifle and shoot me. Probably. Just because I said something on goddamn... Internet. You should move with us to Montana. That's the worst place to go. That's where they're all fast. <laughs> so I was trying to tell you, you go out there in the fucking uh, Midwest and all that shit. Jesus. And especially out there uh, mid and Pacific Northwest, you're going into the. the uh, Man, we're dates. good. We could just go to like Helena or Butte. You know, those are, um, you know, progressive. Uh, you'd be better off to go to Houston. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. I'll probably just stay in Cincinnati. <laughs> just move down the street. Move, move, uh, move on another. Move over there uh, by um, that real nice place section over there where I stayed. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Sharps was it Sharps? Now where that? What the fuck is that called? I don't know. It's just a nice, nice. Place. It really is nice. Nice, nice area. I walked way down through there, like uh, past. Um, was it Bulls? What's the place uh, that we ate? Cock and Bull. Cock and Bull? Yeah. Down past there, down into this this uh, town, really nice. I hate to say it's nice because there's, like, nice churches and stuff like that, but it was really nice. They had all these memorials for World War II and everything. It was you know, I, it wasn't I, like I, you had to look over your shoulder to see if somebody was following you. Or yeah, something. I've never seen a minority in that area. That's what? 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 I swear, man. I looked they at Texas. wouldn't let Yuri in there then, would they? No, no, not really. I looked at Texas, and I had to find out, you know, what their snake situation's like because that's something I need. That, that's that's something that needs to be known. Eleven, eleven poisonous snakes in the state of Texas. What? Snakes the fuck? make run into trees. My God, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with the planet? There are there's <sighs> the thing about Texas is is that there are different uh, um, you could go to like West Texas where there's it's barren and like El Paso yeah some weeds and yeah you know just whatever but then you could go to other parts of Texas that are real you know natural you know I don't know it just it just depends on where you live but um, in my boots I don't know I just uh, I think I would have a hard time. No, because knowing um, how the greater majority of people that live there think politically, well, I think I think it's I think uh, last I read it's switching the other way, like it's moving the other way. Well, I think uh, one of the reasons <laughs> that is is because the Hispanic population is oh yeah, that's helping, yeah. and they're you know not. They don't get a lot of support from the certain factions of the uh, teabagger deal. Well, holy shit. What is it? Uh, they're going to gerrymander the shit out of that state if it comes to it. Then. Well, they already have. Well, they're going to do it even more if it's, if it's going to yeah. swing the other way. 
But that's mm-hmm. a conversation for another time, I suppose. But God, it, Texas, it's got all sorts of barbecue. It's got cool people down there. You make your own barbecue. Yeah, but I don't know what good barbecue tastes like. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing down like in some parts of the country where they say barbecue and they don't put any sauce on it. Mm-hmm. They just they just like cook the meat and then you eat it. I like mine basted and soaking in sauce. Well, man, if it if you make it right, you don't need that shit though. You don't need it. That's true. If you season it, and yeah. If you season it, if it's like if if you don't overcook it, there's plenty of fat in there. There's plenty of like you know natural flavors. Plenty of fat in my pants too. <laughs> well, actually, I'm topping over it over my pants. Yeah. You know what? We For got. Uh, it's what is it? December. Yeah. There's a horror hound coming up in um, March. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My backyard. I wonder if we should go to that. I think you should. I think I think that you should, and so should everyone else in the tri, tri, not Tri County, but the Midwest to Eastern Seaboard. You know, I will say this: usually the or the the March Whorehound, there aren't as many people that go because a lot of people live so far away that they, if they're going to go to one, they go to the uh, one in uh, either September, or October, yeah. November, whenever it is around there, but. Um, you know, hey, we get some more people to come. There'll be, you know, we can. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, because there's less people, there's more quality time. Yeah, there is really, because when there's so many people there, yeah, it seems like you leave and you're like, fuck, I didn't get to really talk to so and so that much. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, there's because everybody's drunk and doing their own thing and yeah, sleeping. That's why I hang out with, like you and Randy and and Rick and uh, you know Emily. You know the people that come. You know. You know, Which twice a year. <laughs> uh, you know, someone told me, now I don't know if this is still true, that Emily and her significant other were going to be attending in March. I did hear that. Well, she, yeah, that it's too. a f- fiancé, not significant yeah. other. Fiancé, fiancé. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that's that's kind of a, that'll be a bonus. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I give Red Dawn a three out of ten. <laughs> really? I, actually, three I don't. Out of 10. Be, only because like I didn't actively like hate it that much. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Like it, wow. uh, like it didn't stir any like angry emotions. It was just like you know, I just kind of like you know looked down on it with pity. You know, okay. like uh, yeah, you're fucking awful. You know, but I mean, well, it's, I, like, I I don't look down on it. And I just, especially when I see that the guy has never directed anything ever. Yeah. And I guarantee, let me tell you something, people. Now, I'm just making a prediction. I predict that he will never direct anything again. Mm. At least nothing, I mean, would you fucking put uh, (laughs) your, your money behind this guy? Now, this is a cult. This has to be a giant flop. Well, shit, I mean... The people behind this aren't exactly the most optimistic. Like, these are some cynical motherfuckers. They think if they just put a pretty face on a pre-existing, you know, uh, property, it doesn't matter who directs it. It doesn't matter who writes it. None of it matters. It's all about the marketing. So, I mean, shit, why not? I mean, fuck, there are plenty of uh, hack directors that keep bombing and they keep getting work. Shit, fuck. Shit, fuck. Let me look at something here before we sign off of this turd. Yes, sir. Um, You could... Continue to speak 
so that there won't be dead air. Holy shit. Or I could tell you to continue to speak so that while I'm looking so that there won't be any dead air. Well, the Flyers are on the comeback trail. It's now a 3-2 to two score uh, five Jesus. minutes into the third period. So watch out, Jackets. I'll be honest with you. I have a hard time rooting or cheering for uh, – like even when I go see – like when I went and saw the Penguins play the Flyers mm-hmm. – it's I I'm not the kind of person that like will sit there and be like, yeah, Flyers, <laughs> look, you know. I mean, I, I appreciate unless it's somebody I really hate, like mm-hmm. a, a a player or a team. Um, I just like watching a good hockey game, you know. Now, if I'm at home, yeah, I'll be like, oh, whatever. But if, if I'm sitting there with the crowd, you know, I, 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 if if somebody from the Blue Jackets, when we went and watched, you know, and somebody from the Blue Jackets or from Toronto, they make a good move, or if it's, a, if it's all, you know, they shoot, put the the puck on the net, and it's, uh, you know, they almost score. You, you're just like, oh shit, you know, fuck. You yeah, know? yeah. It's you get caught up in the excitement, but I, I'm not one of these people that like goes to a fucking Steeler game wearing Brent's <laughs> fucking or Bengals stuff and you know my face painted and jeering and the uh, other fans and everything and like, I'm trying to see how much this turd fucking may, or made how much it made I think it only paid like 15 million the film closed closed in theaters grossing 48 million oh oh how about that okay Red Dawn opened in theaters in 2012, the film earned 7.4 million in two days and finished in seventh place, earning 14.6 million uh, the first weekend. The film closed in theaters. So it cost how much? 60. 60 million, I six, believe. Say 60 million. So hmm. I mean, it didn't. I guess there's just some people out there that uh, they had know. nothing better to do. Fuck, I don't know, man. But yeah. it's it's uh, it still lost money, but it just it didn't like. And then you have to think uh, with the DVD sales. Hell, it might have made back what it. It might have broken even. Yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. Don't it even is. fuck bother, dude. It is dudes and dudettes. <laughs> they had earned a Razzie Award, uh, <laughs> nominate just a nomination for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel, and it was all those. <laughs> so anyway, people, yeah, we got you something. Uh, yeah. Put out something. Uh, we are still the karaoke contest. Um, uh, the the last day to enter is Christmas Day, so you have. I mean, it's the nineteenth now, so if you can put something in, and I'm telling you, uh, whoever wins is going to get something cool. <laughs> and it's not going to be a dildo. It's not going to be anything embarrassing. It's going to be something that when people, I think, when people see what the winner gets, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, fuck, I wish I would have at least tried. Yeah. Papa Zom knows how to gift. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Old <laughs> money bags. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call me. Yeah. We're going, to be, we're going to be living it up in swanky Columbus at the Lexington Hey, if you're in the area, yeah, stop by uh, Friday and Friday evening, Saturday. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be watching some Flyers, Blue Jackets, and eating probably a lot of food. Oh shit! There's a place called Melt in Columbus. It's a transplant from transplant from this place in Columbus. It's a bar that specializes in like 
grotesquely over the top grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to send some uh, love loaf loaf sway with some pictures. Yeah. It bleeds cheese. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yukon> Cornelius. <laughs> I can't even uh, do that thing. <laughs> Which one? The oh, <laughs> the Yukon Cornelius. Oh. Well, you know. But anyway, so what are we uh, covering next week? Are we just going to kind of slowly phase out a loaf? Next week, <laughs> we are going to be covering, what was it? Um, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah, that's right. And to the uh, Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. Yeah. The the the, the tenuous link was well, tenuous link or whatever. Uh, I had never seen Gremlins. Oh. Had never seen Eyes Wide Shut, and they're both Christmas movies. So, uh, the, we'll we're, we uh we'll get it we'll get it in the can sometime. Nice. So, I hope everybody has a merry Christmas and a happy holidays and all that stuff. Yep, yep. Have a Enjoy. good one, people. Don't hurt anybody oh, unless no. they want you to. Yes. Bye-bye.